Welcome to the Sweetest and Toughest Job Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel, and we are deep diving into the tough topics and exploring the sweet moments surrounding pregnancy, postpartum, and parenting. Thank you so much for being here. As always, I'm so grateful when you share the show or any episodes that you have enjoyed and liked. Please pass them on. And if you get a chance, we love ratings, reviews, or messages from you on our social accounts. Let us know what you like and what you want to hear more of. Today, I'm sharing my chat with Allie Glinsky. Allie is a certified new parent educator. And I just love when I have the opportunity to talk with other moms where our mission is really in line. Allie has seen firsthand how a supported mother can thrive, and this led her to launch virtual pandemic mom groups in March 2021. The aim of these groups is to educate and empower mothers, and most importantly, connect them, and it's all done virtually. If you've listened to any of the other episodes on this podcast, you'll know that I, too, care so deeply about supporting, educating, and empowering other moms. So I love what Allie is doing, and today I wanted to talk to her about postpartum care. We have real talk on what you need and what you really don't. We're talking about the importance of postpartum support and finding that for yourself, considerations around how you can prepare and set up for postpartum. We're also um, talking about Allie's personal experience using a postpartum doula, which I loved because um, I myself didn't use one, and I think it's so wonderful to hear what other moms' experiences can be. We talk about becoming a mom all over again, so this is for you if you're becoming a second-time mom or even beyond. And she's also sharing what she's kind of been hearing from other moms that have given birth in the recent months um, and all during the pandemic. So if this is you, if you're about to give birth or um, you have given birth recently, then I hope that you take tidbits of what Allie shares and it helps you feel a little less alone. You can connect with Allie. She's at Parents IRL, which stands for In Real Life. She's most active, I think, on Instagram. And she has wonderful content uh, for new moms. If you're a new mom for the second, third, fourth time, she has awesome stuff on her Instagram page. So make sure to check her out. And without further ado, here's my chat with Allie. Hi, Allie. Thanks for joining today. Ah, thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Yes, it'll be a fun chat, I know. Um, I'm going to let you kick things off and maybe just tell everybody about yourself. Yes, so my name is Allie, and I'm a certified new parent educator. Um, I've been working in this space for a little over two years now, and um, I live in the Bay Area. I love it. Okay, tell me a little bit more about what certified new parent educator is, because I love that that's a thing, but Uh tell us more about that. Um, So basically, it's a certification, um, and you can teach pregnant and new parents basically what to expect postpartum, um, how to care for a new baby. Um, So it's kind of, um, you can teach hospital classes, um, you know, one-on-one classes. You can kind of take the certification and your expertise on, you know, however you want to go, but um, you have a lot of options with it. It's different than a doula. You usually aren't doing in-person, you know, um, care per se. But like I said, you can do personalized classes and all that kind of stuff, which is what I do. Um, So yeah, so that's a little about new parent educators. And I know right now you're um, 
you've you've kind of created a virtual uh, platform, right, for all that you're offering because obviously a pandemic and it's crazy and hard to meet in person in a lot of places you can't. Um, so tell us a little bit about that. Like what, what are yes. you doing there? Um, so I launched virtual pandemic mom groups, which, um, was, is just such an amazing way to connect women virtually right now, because honestly, COVID is still real. Uh, people with new babies that haven't, that aren't able to have a vaccine. You know, there's a lot of things, Mm -hmm. even when I was a new mom and I had, uh, I wouldn't let anyone, my first baby, I was like, you have to have a flu shot. You have to have the whipping cough. You know, Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just full of anxiety anyway. So add COVID and like these moms are more isolated than ever. And the cases for depression and anxiety are on the rise. Um, and every mom I've spoken to kind of, I did a bunch of interviews before I, I kicked off these classes, um, and made these groups and, you know, moms are struggling and we're just saying whether it was their second time, because it was so different from their first, they were home with a toddler or they were brand new moms that didn't know what to expect. They couldn't even take their, um, you know, their partner to a sonogram appointment, um, you know, as a first time mom. So it's just, it's kind of this really special time, um, that is kind of, it's really hard for people right now. So connecting them like with, with me and with other moms has been like the most amazing thing to watch. So that is what I'm in the process of. And I got like 23 moms to sign up for these groups, which I was like hoping to get five. Like I was like, let's That's see how amazing. this goes. So I got 23 moms to sign up and I've kept the group small so the moms can really talk and get to know each other. I come with educational content. There's a little bit of sharing um, and the moms ask each other questions and connect. And, you know, I kind of facilitate and like I said, bring an educational bit. And I always ask the moms like what they want to talk about. So the topics are relevant and I've done my research and I can present them with something that's helpful and useful. Um, So that's kind of how my virtual pandemic mom groups are working right now. I love it so much. And I feel like pandemic aside, it's such a needed thing, especially for new moms. And I remember when I became a first time mom, um, I have three kids now, but with my oldest, I, I lived in a place where I didn't have a whole lot of like other mom friends and out of my, you know, college, high school friends, friends that I had from other areas, like not very many of my friends had had kids either. So it can be really isolating and you can feel like, Oh my gosh, what, what do I do? I have this baby now. Um, and even if you do have mom friends, like I think to have just a, a group and that's going through the same stuff at the exact same time can be so, so, so awesome and, and powerful. It totally is. And like the fir- after like the first round of the first week of groups, I was like, I'm in the right place. I'm doing the right things. Like I got such great feedback. I was getting like amazing DMs, like, thank you so much. That was so great, you know? And it just like, I knew there was a need, but it was just so reassuring to hear that moms were really loving what I was putting out there. And I, and I feel like to what you, like you just said a little bit ago, layering the pandemic on top of it. I I think if you're pregnant or just had a baby and feel that isolation, like you are so not alone because I can imagine that it is such a tough time, you know, especially like postpartum is really hard as it is. And then couple months in, you get to the point where you're like, okay, I'm ready to get back out into the world. But like, <laughs> that's not possible right now. So, <laughs> right, you know, like, like then what, you know, what do you do at that point? Exactly. I mean, I kind of have a little bit of a, one of my reels, I love like kind of um, doing reels on Instagram for truth bombs, but I have this one about kind of a postpartum 
um, what you can do postpartum still, you know, in COVID and you can still go for a walk with your baby, you know, you can still meet up with a friend, you know, socially distanced and masked. And, you know, there, there are some things that you can do, but it just changed the landscape. For sure. For sure. Okay. So that's a good segue. I want to talk to you about some of these postpartum truth bombs because, um, even if you're not a first time mom, like, wow, postpartum, there's a lot of stuff that happens that, you know, you're like, um, excuse me, is there no PSA? Why did nobody tell me about this? Right. So let's, uh, let's dive into some of that. Well, what I've really discovered is a really fine line because you don't want to overwhelm pregnant moms and say like, these are all the things they, that could scare happen. people. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So it is a super fine line. So I kind of get maybe why hospital classes aren't telling you you're going to, you're possibly going to have hemorrhoids. You know, there's just a lot of things that I do feel like it is a fine line. Um, but I like to give them in little bite-sized uh, pieces, uh, give the pregnant moms some of that um, on my Instagram. But yeah, like, I mean, hemorrhoids, um, breast milk leakage, postpartum bleeding, um, your emotional ups and downs, um, you know, the partner relationship shift. There's so many of stuff, you know, mm. there's so much stuff like that that is not really talked about. And you're kind of preparing for birth and a baby and you're taking the breastfeeding class and, the, and, and all the classes, which is great. But like, no one can really prepare you for when that baby's here in your arms and you're like, this is, this is, this is real. Yes. So that's such a good point. Cause you don't want to scare people. And like, <laughs> yeah, there's some really unpleasant things, but I would say like, it's uncomfortable and stuff like that, but none of it's like totally scary per se. It's all natural things. So when you're actually going through it, you're like, okay, this is maybe not so pleasant, but kind of the, the rite of passage type thing. Right. So when you're teaching a class or like when you had this certification, what are some, what are like maybe a couple things that you do think are really important for moms to prepare? Let's start there. Like when they're, you're pregnant, okay. like to kind of, and that could be like mental preparedness or like physical preparedness. Well, one thing I want to say that I think for birth, I think birth plans are great, but I also think taking your birth plan and, um, maybe calling it a birth wish and maybe letting mm -hmm. go a little bit about what that looks like, because a lot of times it does not go as your birth plan, um, quote unquote birth plan. So I think giving yourself a little bit of grace with that, I think giving yourself some grace in general, um, is, is super important. Um, and for some, for other things I teach, like you know, you don't need all the things like don't overwhelm yourself with your registry. You know, I, I always say that it's super important to get to know your baby in the first few weeks and mm. you're learning them and they are learning you. Um, so, you know, your baby could have reflux, your baby could have A, B, C, D, E, F, G, you know, but until you you meet your baby, you don't know. So maybe a swing is going to be better for you. Maybe some place that they have reflux that they can sit up after they eat. They have like this really cool chair thing, you know? So like, don't buy all the things, kind of get to know your baby, um, you know, set up a diaper station, a breastfeeding station. Now they have these really cool things, these breastfeeding carts that were not around in my day. Oh my gosh. But, <laughs> um, yeah. And like, and your pumping station and kind of set yourself up for those, for those things. But like I said, I, I just feel like we don't give, we don't tell moms that like the learning curve in the first few weeks, and you're going to get to know your baby. You're going to know your baby's cues soon. But you know, in the first, in the early days, it, you know, you don't know them and that's okay. And it's all about figuring each other out. I love your point about having all the things because 
there is so much out there now available, which is so wonderful that to, you know, to help parents and make it easier, but, um, it, you don't need most of it, like the majority of it. Some of it's like very nice to have, but right to your point, like your baby's going to be fine without it. Like, yeah. Totally and fine. like you, you may have some things that are like total lifesavers and that's awesome, but you're probably not going to know what's going to be a total lifesaver until you meet your baby, you know? So, um, hundred percent. I, um, we brought my first home from the hospital and this is like, so first time mom, just comical because, you know, we had a few things, but we get home and we're like taking her out of the car seat and we're looking around and we're like, okay, now where do we put her? <laughs> like, I literally didn't right. have like a bouncy chair. I didn't have like anywhere to set her down <laughs> except for her right. crib. And, right. um, so my husband and father-in-law who happened to be in town too, went out to buy buy baby and they bought one. It really wasn't a big deal, you know, like exactly. You can Amazon it or whatever your easiest way to do it. Like we got by, it was okay. (laughs) Right. What about, and I like that point about the birth plans too, because, um, it's even for like planners that really want to know what they're walking into, there are always surprises. And I feel like that is some of the best advice when, and anytime you're giving birth, whether it's your first or beyond that. Um, cause you can make the best laid plans and then none right. of it happens. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, um, and I was, okay, I so, mean, you have three kids, but I was like, I heard that like the third birth is a wild card. Usually the second one's quick and the third is a wild card. Um, I don't know what your experience with that was. It is. It's funny because my first was the fastest. And so I was terrified for the next two because that's what they tell you is like, okay, subsequent births are going to go faster. Well, my first was born like an hour and a half after my water broke. So I'm like, okay, I don't know how much faster you can get. (laughs) Like, I don't want to have a home birth. That was not my plan. So, Uh um, but it wasn't the case. Like they were kind of a little, you know, my second was premature, but water break, you know, eight hours. And then my third was no water break. Like I think four and a half hours or something like that. But it was, it's just, they're all different, you know? Right, right. And you have two children, right? Yeah. So a minor two and four. So um, okay. I'm heavy in the toddler stage right now. And I, I yes. miss the new baby stage. I'm not having any more babies though, but that's why I came, went into this line of work because I love, I love babies and I love new babies. Okay. I was going to ask that. So that makes sense. I was going to ask how you chose to, to go into this and <laughs> kind of yeah, what well, made you decide. So honestly, uh, and I feel like this, this always becomes people's life work is something that they've struggled with and kind of overcame because they know exactly, like I can bring myself exactly sitting on my couch with my first daughter, like coming home from the hospital. Like, and I can't even remember like what I did yesterday. Like I, it's Mm -hmm. so clear to me and like those feelings are still there and I can just bring myself back, which I think is why I'm like good at working with new moms because I just know how hard it can be. And like, I had, I had support. I, I had a postpartum doula. Um, I was in a group, um, you know, uh, like a support group and it's just really hard. And I just will never, I'll never forget my first night with my daughter. My first, like literally I was up all night, like she was crying. And then like all of a sudden I'm like, Oh, diaper change. And then I like changed her diaper and she stopped fussing. But like, it took me two hours to figure that out. You know, and I was like, how am I going to do this? And, you know, I, it's just, it's so hard to prepare for. And like, we all want to do all the things, but 
there is such a learning curve that comes with it too. And I think we just have to give ourselves grace for that. Um, and that's really why I got into this and why I, you know, I love this. And with my second baby, I accepted all of the help. Um, and I knew it was my last baby and I enjoyed it. You know, you're, I was, I was emailing, you know, pictures of my, my first daughter's poop to the lactation consultant, like every day, because I was like, is this normal? Is this normal? And I'm not an anxious person. I'm like the most chill person, but this brought out so much anxiety in me. Um, having a baby. So, and just all that, that went along with it. So at least with my second baby, I like kind of knew what I was doing and I just knew it was my last baby. And I was like, I'm just going to enjoy this. And like I said, I accepted all the help. So you do really get perspective. Um, but it all basically stems from, you know, the anxiety and how I was feeling after I had my first. Yes. And I think that's so relatable and, and real, right? Like, it can be scary and overwhelming. You you bring this little tiny human home and you're totally responsible for them and you just and feel like and yes. Like, <laughs> you're like there's not no even manual. Just, like, taking care of them, but like feeding them. That's like a whole other thing. I mean I could, we could do a whole other thing on breastfeeding and the, the issues and the you know, the guilt and all of that. I mean, there's so much compaction in breastfeeding as well. So and I love that you had so much help and that it sounds like you made a point and an intention to have that set up. And I feel like that's something that uh, a lot of women are missing and just maybe don't even think about ahead of time. And I think that can be such a powerful and important thing to think about maybe before you're having a baby um, is like, who's going to support me in those early weeks and early months. Right. And I always tell the moms that I work with, if it's possible, like take the funds um, that your parents were going to give you for all that baby stuff and put it towards a few hours of a postpartum doula or, you know, a housekeeper to come kind of take care of the chores, you know, do whatever really bothers you, like, or would make you feel better, basically. Um, you know, if having a clean house is really important to you and you just want to be able to do that and just chill with your baby, then, you know, do that. Um, if you want someone to really help take care of you and the baby, postpartum doula is a great way to go, but you definitely can allocate some funds to that. Like even four hours twice a week, it may not seem like a lot, but a lot of postpartum doulas are flexible and you can get help for that much. And like I said, it doesn't seem like a lot, but like that would help a person a lot if they were struggling, even if they weren't struggling. So it doesn't have to be, you know, seven hours a day or eight hours a day, seven days a week. A little help goes a long way in this period of time for new moms. And I know I've talked about it on the podcast before, but tell me a little bit about your experience with a postpartum doula. What kind of things did she do for you that were beneficial? Um, so I actually was my mother-in-law, which was lovely, gifted me money to basically put towards any sort of help that I wanted after the, both of my babies, which was unbelievable. Um, what a and great I chose, gift. Right. Um, and I chose postpartum doula for both. And like... I'll never forget. I had brought my, my, my oldest home. And I remember I'm sitting in my nursing chair, like trying to nurse her. My husband's on one side, she's on the other. And like, I'm just sobbing because it's not going well. It's just so Mm -hmm. much pressure. You know, it was just, I just got home from the hospital, like all the emotions. Um, and then, so she was there for that and she did help me with breastfeeding. Um, she also helped me like file my baby's nails. She also was like, do you want to take a shower? And then she saw my epidural tape on my back and she was like, do you want me to get your epidural tape off? You know, like how else would I have ever even seen that? 
and I always made sure that they, that they could cook this. The first one I had was Italian and she made like great meals. So she would like, let me shower, make a meal. But I was actually always the one that wanted to hold my baby. I wanted, I didn't need a break from my baby. I needed a break from everything else. So I always made sure that they were willing to help with the laundry, taking the dog, you know, helping me with my thank you cards for my shower. You know, I mean, they can do a slew of things that are just on your list when you're, you know, that you can do when you're sitting around nursing a baby or, and just also wanting to enjoy a baby. So they really can help you in however you need. That's so amazing. And uh, like, just what a great gift to have. And I think that that can be one of the huge challenges is feeling really overwhelmed that you think like, oh, how, how hard can a newborn be? But literally you're like feeding them and just trying to survive. And all of a sudden it's like five o'clock and you think, where did the day go? And I've literally done nothing else. And that can be really hard and overwhelming, especially if you have other kids that you're trying to manage their schedules and, um, you know, you can be pulled in a lot of different directions. Absolutely. And for people that are used to being productive and on the go, I mean, this was all pre COVID, but it is like, it's a big change to kind of slow down and have to cater to somebody else. Uh, someone I follow, I love this. She called them 24 hour need machines. And it's like exactly what it is. Like they're just 24 hour need machines. So you're just constantly it. catering. Yeah. So I'm curious, um, what are you kind of hearing from moms right now? And maybe it's a little different because we are in a pandemic, but what are kind of some of the um, postpartum things that they're going through and needing support with? You know, um, I was very interesting because now I've had a few of my groups, so I can kind of see what's the the trend. And body image and body um, mm. issues were coming up a lot, um, kind of coming to terms with your postpartum body and like not being able to fit into any of your clothes or having to buy new work clothes because they're getting ready to go back to work. Um, and I think some of the silver linings though, also with COVID are like getting to, if you are able to work from home, your, your breastfeeding journey might be, um, extended or you're not forced to have your, to try a bottle if you don't want to, um, you know, if you're, if you know, you're going to be home and obviously spending more time as a family is, is wonderful too. If you have both, you know, parents that work from home and dads are now getting to kind of really be there and see if they're working from home. Um, whereas before, you know, I remember that is one of my like, you know, vivid memories was the day my husband went back to work. I'm like, what am I going to do now? Like, you know, like I just remember that feeling. So it's, it, it is, there is some good things, but body image, I would say postpartum relationships. Um, and these are all things that we cover, you know, in my groups and dealing with your in-laws, dealing with COVID, you know, dealing with people, people coming over or how you're going to handle that. So there's, you know, now there's more than ever, there's, there's more than ever to think about. (laughs) But I love all all those, all those things. I'm like, "Mm -hmm, I remember that. I remember that. I remember that. I just think it's good to mention and anybody listening that's kind of in this realm that, you know, because you can feel like sometimes it's just you that are having these thoughts or problems or issues. Um, especially if you're not in a place where you're connected with people going through the same season as you. So I always think it's important to kind of hear what other people are going through and think like, okay, maybe I'm not alone in this. Exactly. And that is a hundred percent what these groups are for. Um, and it's, I mean, I've said it with a different things that are my own life. Like when you know someone else is going through it, 
um, or has been through it or has come through the other side or is even just in the trenches with you and can say, yeah, uh, me too. That sucks. Or this sucks. You know, it makes you feel so much better that you're not alone. Um, and so many moms, I feel like nowadays, even as a toddler mom, like there's so much information and things to get down on yourself about or ways to parent your kids that you should be doing. You should be doing timeouts. You should be doing timeouts. Mm -hmm. You know, like there's so much out there. And I think sometimes we just forget to bring it back to the basics and, you know, everyone's struggling with something and, you know, it just really helps to be connected with other moms. Yes. And especially like the social media world that we live in and, and people are probably on that more because we're not connecting in person maybe as much. Um, the, the body image thing makes me like so sad, but it's also so real at the same time. And I think most women experience that your body obviously goes through like crazy changes. And I think people recover differently too. You know, you can have like the friend that just bounces back and you can have somebody that's like, it's going to take me a year or it does take them a year if they don't know that already about their body, if it's their first time mom, you know? Oh, totally. And I actually polled my audience and like every single mom that answered said that uh, they have had issues, body image issues, um, and struggled with it in pregnancy and postpartum, every single mom. So Mm. it was like 100% yes. So it was, um, it's super eye opening. And that's not to say I didn't um, at all, but it took me a year to feel normal again. So I was in that year category. Mm hmm. It does. It takes a long time. And even if your body might look kind of back to normal, it, I feel like all three times for me, it just, you don't feel back. I I don't know after this third one, I don't know if I'm ever going to feel like I did pre babies, (laughs) but that's okay. Right. 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 (laughs) For sure. Okay. So what about, um, I know we're kind of talking a lot about like first time moms, but do you also have support groups for if you're a mom again, I like to say, because I feel like yes. you do become a new mom every time. You have a baby. Seriously. Yes. So I had a slew of second time moms um, who have babies between two weeks and like nine months sign up. So they all oh, have cool. older toddlers, usually three, four, five, um, and then now have their second baby. Some of the moms have babies super close together. Um, one is thir- like one mom has, um, that are, is 13 months apart between her kids. Oh, um, that's close. yeah. So yeah. So the second time mom group is, is awesome. And it's a lot about potty training, sleep, regre- uh, like regressions with siblings when they come. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, I, I definitely support those moms as well. And, you know, having two kids myself, I do feel like it's the group that I'm most, um, you know, I'm most in it with right now. Um, so that's a really fun one, but yeah. And how is your transition personally from one to two? Cause I feel like, you know, whenever I meet a mom that's pregnant for the second time, they're always like, how was it? You know, you, the stigma is like, Oh, it's so hard adding a, a child, but I'm just curious what your experience was. Right. Um, my experience, well, you know, this was pre COVID and my older daughter was in school, was in school full days. So I think that that helped with the transition. It wasn't just all, she had her own routine going, um, which I think was super helpful when the baby came. But, um, listen, there was definitely a transition and I just, and I always tell this to my mom, like my moms I work with, just try to get the, the older kid involved you know, bring the diapers, bring the wipes, 
and always say what they can do. Maybe like, you know, they can't touch their face, but you can say, oh, but you can touch their feet. You know, you kind of, you want to make them feel as included and involved as possible. And definitely taking some time, which I did this with my daughter, um, with my oldest, was taking some one-on-one time um, with her and just kind of devoting that to her. And actually it's something that I've kind of continued on as uh, my kids have gotten older. Cause I do think it's important. You do kind of get caught in the family, you know, um, the family dynamic, but it's really nice to spend one-on-one time, you know, with your kids. And I think it just makes for a special bond. It really is. And it, and it doesn't have to be like a huge thing either. I feel like I've found that even just like small top, po- uh, excuse me, pocket. Yes. Like 10 minutes, like maybe one kid's napping and you've got like 10, 15 minutes, whatever. And you can color with them or something. I don't know, whatever it is. Yeah, it but... doesn't have to be an outing. It doesn't have to be ice cream. It doesn't sure. have to be this. Yes. Like, it's just nice that yes. And that is something that I think I've learned in social media <laughs> from, from the toddler experts I follow, you know, and I, yeah, I mean, I've learned a lot from social media. So there is all this, you know, but you have to kind of take it and make it your own. Otherwise you'll get just so overwhelmed. There's just so much out there. Yes. There's so much out there. Okay. So tell everybody how they can find you kind of where you're doing all these amazing things for moms. So, um, you can find me on Instagram at parents with an S I R L, um, parents in real life. And, um, there is actually a link in my bio, um, for my wait list for the next round of classes. So if you're interested, get on the wait list. And, um, also in my bio, there's a link to my services, Um, I offer like one-on-one new parent coaching. I offer like a text package. So you can have a newborn expert on tap, you know, via text for a month um, or two months or whatever. And, um, and then I offer these groups. So I, I, I'm, I'm doing it all. I love it. I love everything you're doing and um, really encourage people to follow you because you're very active on Instagram and you provide awesome information, like just really good quality content that I feel like moms can, like I even learn stuff from you. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm always learning too. So right. it's so true. <laughs> it's good, right? Okay. Well, I will link all of this in my show notes for easy access. And um, I really appreciate your time and thanks for spreading all this knowledge today. Oh, thanks so much for having me. I love what you're doing and I love listening to your episode. So um, I'm so happy to be here. Thanks, Allie. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Head over to sweetestandtoughestjob.com. You'll find additional episodes there as well as information from today's episode, resources, and links. We'd love to connect with you on social media at Sweetest and Toughest Job on either Instagram or Facebook. And a special thank you to Makai Pace for all the original music used.